Hello there, I'm Dee Reddy and welcome to Inside Intercom. On today's show, we feature Aircall's COO and co-founder, Jonathan Angelov, as he chats to Intercom's EMEA partner manager, Catherine Brodigan. Just yesterday, Aircall announced a successful $65 million Series C round. So, we were really excited to catch up with Jonathan and hear what that means for them, and also to delve into their experience of securing such an impressive raise during an extremely challenging time across the business world and beyond. We also hear about the importance of their app marketplace, how highly Aircall value customer experience and indeed retention, and we get some insight into their ambitious plans for the future of the company. It's a really interesting chat, which we hope you'll enjoy. And if you do, we'd love if you left us a review. It really helps to spread the word about our show. And now, over to the studio. Jonathan, we're absolutely delighted to have you as a guest on Inside Intercom today. Um, Before we kick off, though, um, we just wanted to say huge congratulations on a very exciting announcement for Aircall yesterday. Um, Do you want to share some details of what that was with our audience? Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, we are very excited after almost six years now of Airco being live to announce that we just raised our Series C round for $65 million. That really is a big step for us because it it shows the trust of our investors and the market in general towards uh, the fact that Airco is revolutionizing the phone system industry and is really changing the way phone systems are being used all over the world. So yeah, it's so it's a big, big step for Airco, and uh, I'm extremely proud, especially of the teams that helped us go towards that and finally achieve that Series C round during that horrible period that COVID was. Absolutely. Um, you know, it really is an impressive raise um, and congrats to everybody involved, especially coming at a time of significant challenge across the business world. Um, can you maybe walk through the process of what fundraising was like during COVID-19, especially compared to previous experiences for you? Of course. I mean, usually it's very straightforward. We meet with different inv- investors all over the time. We meet them every quarter, every month, give them specific updates about where air call is, where air call is at. And and things go quite quite straightforward. We started like that and things went very well until uh, we got our first few term sheets. So basically a term sheet is when uh, an investor is interested in the investment and gives a specific term sheet letter with saying here is how much I want to put, et cetera, et cetera, and on, on which valuation. And so we got our few first ones and then COVID started. Uh, the worst period of the COVID actually started just after the first term sheet. And there was kind of a lot of panicking on the market. A lot of companies started to uh, lay off people. A lot of investors started to panic. Are we still able to invest? What's going on? And in this storm, somehow we reassured our investors, explaining them that actually Airco is very resilient during this kind of period because Airco is a phone system, 100% cloud-based, connected to the tools that company use. And basically, that's exactly this kind of tools that company will be needing during uh, that period. And actually, we will get better results during that period than we could have. And convincing them, things went well, and uh, we were able to close a few weeks after the confinement started all over the world, and uh, especially in Paris and New York, where we have two offices. 
that's really amazing. It's, it sounds like it was just an incredible effort on the part of the whole Aircall team. Um, Jonathan, you mentioned there Aircall's original vision and mission back in 2014 when you got started was to reinvent the business phone. How has that changed for you in the intervening six years and especially in the last couple of months as more and more traditional businesses are moving online? Yeah, back in 2014, what we thought is, okay, we need to be able to to build a phone system that any entrepreneur can use anywhere in the world. That was the, the basic of our idea. And then with the time, we realized, hey, but the entrepreneur is one person or two people. It's it's a small bracket of the number of companies you have elsewhere. And so then with the years so of in 2014, 2015, we started, okay, actually, we want to target companies in general, bigger companies, not just the entrepreneur that needs a phone line for his business. And then we, we evolved towards the fact that actually it's good to give a cloud-based phone system to companies, but now we need to bring more value. And the more value we, we would bring, the more interesting and sticky our business model will become. And that's where we started uh, with the idea of making integrations. So uh, integrate your phone system, integrate Airco into the business tools that companies are already using. So could be their CRM if it's for a sales team. It could be a help desk if it's for customer support department. It can be an ATS for HR teams, etc., etc. And so by bringing the voice and putting each conversation you have into your system of record, then you bring a lot of value. You bring the value because yeah, you have the recordings of the conversations, but you have also the transcripts of those conversations, but also you can analyze the transcript of those conversations and analyze the voice, the, the intonation. I mean, are, is the guy confident about what is he saying? Is he the sales saying the right thing? Is the, is the customer happy? So you, you can make tons of analysis once you have the voice. And so that's starting from a simple business phone system where you know it's meant for the entrepreneur to get a phone line for his website to the phone system of a company of the company for the sales team for the support departments etc for anyone that use the phone system but bring them value and this is towards what we are going towards 2020 2021 is bring even more value now it's bringing ai into conversations and things like that that's fantastic. And it sounds like having a really robust ecosystem from early days has been core to your success at Aircall. And indeed, you do have an integration with Intercom so that we can marry up live chat and phone to deliver a really great end-to-end customer experience. I know that you launched your app marketplace at the end of last year, and I've seen a lot of growth in the number of integration partners that you have or have built out since. What do you think are the biggest kind of opportunities ahead in terms of innovation and types of partnerships that Aircall can build with other partners to, as, you, as you've mentioned, amplify the power of voice? That's that's an extremely good question, Catherine. Um, actually, it's it's very interesting what happened because when we started back in the days to integrate the phone system into the system of records, people were like, okay, where are those guys going? Okay, they will need to build tons of integrations. They will need to maintain those integrations and so on. And it was very hard. The person that told me by the time, hey, you will have a hard time was right. We had a hard time. But the good news is that we really created a segment into our market, the segment of the phone system integrated to the business tools. And so with that, Actually, what happened, and it happened with Intercom, but it happened also with others, is that some software vendors came to us and say, hey, 
we want to build the integration with Erico because our, our customers are requesting for a fun conversation. They're asking us, hey, can we bring voice into our tools? And that's our power is that we, we created that marketplace and we are not the, the only one that built. More than 60% of the uh, tools on our marketplace are actually built by our integration partner. So Intercom is an example that built Intercom now uh, with the Airco so that uh, you're able to launch a code directly from the chat box of Intercom that was built by Intercom directly. And other software vendors come to us as well because we are becoming, with having been the first of uh, having that strategy, we are becoming the one and only two phone system that you want to integrate with your business tools that you're selling. And so our team designed our API and in general, all our software towards the fact that other vendors can create their integration with Airco. And so that gives us a real business opportunity is to have hundreds of integration building on top of Airco. And that's actually uh, why investors invest in us. It's not just because we're a standalone product and yeah, we are the phone system and, and that's it. No, we are the phone system that any company, any software will want to integrate into their business to help their customers be better over the phone. Yeah. So the power really is in the partnerships. So for, you know, companies who are starting to build out a tech stack now, particularly those more traditional businesses who are starting to need to move to the cloud and move remote over the last couple of months, what would your advice be to those companies as to what their ideal stack should look like? As much as possible, you need to be cloud. I mean, the, the when we look at the crisis, the resilient business are the one that can work at the office as well as at home. And I don't want to, <laughs> it's a French expression, but throw flowers on us. But for Airco, it's been three months almost we are confined and I don't see any difficulties really. Teams are organized, people do their meetings, people are working even harder, I would say, because you're home and let's say you have nothing better to do, but people are working. The management style is very lean. So we are able to uh, to give a lot of capabilities to our teammates so that they work on their own. And so the advice I have is be as much as possible agile on the tools you use, on your abilities to do meetings overseas, to talk with your customers. Don't overinvest too much in hardware because we don't know what the future will look like but for sure the future is going toward cloud things in general so cloud crms cloud help desk cloud phone system cloud video conferencing cloud chat etc everything cloud so i would say it managers really need to go towards that um funnily i i have a friend of mine that works in a big company i won't mention but a fortune 500 and they were so much in trouble during the period because they were like, okay, we used to chat internally with our internal chat, but that internal chat only works on my computer at the office. So with my computer at home, it doesn't work. The web conference, huh? we used to have hardware. I don't have the hardware, so we cannot do it. So they had to switch over everything and started almost by uh, from zero to be able to work confined. And I'm not saying confinement might come back, but it just shows that having tools that are purely cloud, that do not need too much maintenance, is the right way to do it. 
Yep. So we actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that kind of massive shift in, in a short space of time that, you know, businesses like your Fortune 500 friend have mentioned. Um, we actually had Lauren Paddleford from Shopify on the podcast recently, and he made the point that for many businesses, COVID-19 has given them a time machine. And it's really been an accelerant for a shift online that would have taken maybe decades to occur in normal circumstances. So what's your take on that? Do you think that this is a permanent shift or is there no going back at this point? I think it's a permanent shift. And, and um, the person from uh, Shopify that you mentioned uh, is totally right. I think digitalization is currently being pushed harder than we would have ever been able to push it by this crisis because it makes people realize. And we've seen that at Airco, and I'm sure you've seen that at the Intercom as well, is that People from one day to the other were just contacting us back from cold mailing, cold calling, or even people we've never had contact from and say, hey, we needed phone system Purity Cloud. We need to connect it to our CRM so we can track what our customer service department is doing to make sure that we have a good quality of service. We need to be able to also look at our sales, et cetera. So they're coming faster than ever. And I remember, and I have some funny examples, some companies that came to us and that we've been hunting for five years. Uh, some of them, I have been personally been hunting them five years ago, back in the days when we started Airco. And they were always like, yeah, we are not ready. Yeah, nah, it's not the right time. You know, always a good excuse, let's say. And now they were like, okay, we need something not right now. I mean, today, <laughs> uh, in the next hour. And that was funny. And it, it, it made me realize with the team how how actually uh, the power of these new tools that we are all building here, the SaaS model, is that you're able, once the decision is taken, you're able to, to implement the tool anywhere in the world with any type of company. And it's just for IT, a decision to make and then a project to start on. And so definitely we are seeing very interesting things during that period, even though it's it's horrible for most of the companies, but somehow we are a little saved uh, by our business model there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, saved by the business model is an interesting way of looking at it. And it sounds like you guys have had an exceptionally busy couple of months as more and more businesses move towards this new way of working. Can you maybe talk a little bit about um, the impacts that that's had on Aircall and the business specifically since March? No, so in the beginning, we, we thought, okay, what, what kind of company are we? And um, I built Airco with the idea of helping companies, with helping being better. So in the beginning, very easily, we could have thought, okay, let's profit off that crisis to make tons of money. But very, very quickly, we didn't want to do that. What we wanted is actually keep our first thing is we want to help company. And so during the period, the first thing we did is, okay, let's give Airco for free to every new company that needs to digitalize during the months of March, April, uh, so during the COVID period. And so to give them, you know, give them a hand because it's a hard period for everyone. So we thought, okay, let's do that. And we're going to be extremely busy. We've been more busy than ever during March and April because we had this tons of requests and people panicking, people not being cloud ready at all or uh, organized. And so we, we gave a lot of help. And, and the team uh, is the, the thing I'm the most proud of is my team in general, how I saw them working and really helping each company 
like it would be their company that they're helping. So it was very, very impressive. And what it changed inside Airco is our ability to work remotely, to, to, to do things very regularly and make sure that each company that started Airco is not just a new customer or a potential new customer because a lot were free in the beginning, but more, how can we really help the companies? How can we provide the best service at every single interaction? Because very easily you can lost yourself when you get tons of lead. You can say, okay, let's do it quick and dirty and we'll see later. But what we, we keep at Aeroco is our customer experience and our customer satisfaction, which is the most important in any business. So I know that you're currently in the process of shifting your support operation over to actually use Intercom for Live Chat as part of this journey. Could you talk a little bit maybe about, you know, how customer experience has helped you to differentiate and how you want to continue along that path? Yeah, definitely. Intercom is really part of, and I don't want to do any like advertising for you, but I've I've used Intercom for the, we, we started, this is the first tool we implemented at Airco, to be honest. I remember my co-founder by the time. And and really with the, the years moving, we, we had like a, another help desk and I was realizing that we had a problem of record because we had a a help desk for the support department. We had the chat for the sales department. We had the chat for the support department. And so we had very deep, like several systems of record. We had a different CRM for the sales, etc. And I realized I want to have one tool that has most of the information uh, about our customers. We want to have one tool that is able to communicate the same way to our customers. So if I decide I want to communicate one thing to one part of my customer or send this message when the customer is doing that action, the only way is to have a system of recorded that is consolidated as much as possible. And that's why actually we choose to move the customer support department as well on uh, on Intercom recently. It's because we want to have one system of records where we communicate with our customers. And it can be also the one we communicate with our prospects. So the, the chat on our websites remains Intercom because... That's the first talk you have with your customer is probably the most important. And your customer support talk is then the second most important because in a world where you don't have shops anymore, you don't have these kind of things in SaaS, so your only shop is actually your customer department because if your customer support department is not good and the interaction your customer has with them is not at a good level, that's what they will remember. And so for us, it was extremely important to have a consistent way of speaking with our customer. From the moment the sales start to talk to them and we show them that we know them, we have history of talk with them, we have all the last calls, the last webinars, etc. cetera, we, we had with them. And so we know the customer until the moment he's a customer and comes to us because he has a problem. Because, yeah, it happens. Everyone has problems and he has a question. And then it's good that he has this feeling that we know him, that we know the history of that person. And that's actually in our DNA of Airco is to push each, in, each interaction you have with your customer into the system of record. So it was kind of funny for us to actually having not built our own stack that way and actually doing it with Intercom goes towards that and we will achieve that excellence we are targeting for. 
That's fantastic. And, you know, to paraphrase one of our founders, Des Trainer, retention is the new conversion. And it certainly sounds like you've thought a lot about the importance of delivering a great customer experience as part of that. No, retention is something extremely important, especially as you grow. I mean, it's always important, of course, but what will make a company, a billion dollar company, is not necessarily the sales. It's the wrong way to look at it. What will make the billion dollar company is actually the net retention. Are you able to keep your customers happy. Because a good company with a good net retention will have 130% net retention. So you start a year with your current database, at the end of the year, you already grew 30%. And so the rest is new sales. Yeah, bring a 70% of new sales, and that's good. And you just double. But without the net retention, so without the happiness of your customers, it is impossible to build the billion dollar company. Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about Offscript, It's a new series of candid conversations with intercom leadership all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing. Episode 1 is on our YouTube channel right now. Here's a teaser of what you can expect. I don't want to come across as overly dramatic, but for every single tech company, this is an adapt-or-die moment. It's inevitable that all businesses are going to go AI first. It's just a matter of time. In this post-AI world, new companies will rise, old companies will fall. Of course, some of these new companies will flame out. Some old companies will pivot successfully too. I don't think any of us could see a world where this wasn't going to be one of the biggest changes in the customer service landscape ever. The world we care about is customer service. And it's so patently obvious that the old way will be quickly obsolete. We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we want to share. We want to explore these ideas in the open. We want to provoke new ones in you. We want to learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big stupid go button, right, and see what happens. Welcome to Offscript. That's all to come on Offscript. The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. So looking towards the future then, Jonathan, and I know there are lots there are lots of narratives about US companies coming to Europe and driving expansion here, um, but you guys have done exactly the opposite by opening up your first office in the US in New York in 2017. How are you thinking about expansion in the US and indeed in other markets, particularly now with a Series C raised and, and solid runway for the future? Yeah. Uh, so first day when we started Airco, I remember my co-founder, Olivier, the first thing he told me is, hey, John, we need to be an American company. If we want to succeed in that business, we need to have an American DNA. We need to have our first, our biggest market needs to be in the US. And finally, we started Airco and our first customer, we published our website and published then on a few other websites, the fact that we are starting Airco, new project, blah, blah, blah. And our first customer that subscribed actually was an American customer. And, and we thought, oh, there is really something there. And that's, that's if we succeed in the U.S., we will be succeeding elsewhere. And, you know, we are four co-founders, French actually, so not at all Americans. But we thought, okay, how can we very early go in the U.S. and have this English-American DNA? So actually the website started in 
in English. <laughs> uh, everything was in English, the, the, the app, the dashboard, everything. And very early, we thought, okay, we, need, we have attraction. We saw attraction in the US. So we were also growing quite fast in Europe, but we said, okay, let's start an office in the US. And actually, no one really knows it, but we started in San Francisco, actually. Uh, we did an accelerator there. It was called by the time 500 Startups, where we, we actually built the US office in San Francisco. And that was back in 2015, where the four co-founders, we were there during three months building the basic the basis of Airco in the US. And so uh, we hired a few interns in the US, so two interns actually. And, uh, and then we went back to uh, a full-time employee and an intern, sorry. And then we went back to, to Paris and we, we had this full-time employee in San Francisco on his own with an intern. So it was really the, the early day. And so we realized that's great to be in the U.S. We have a great traction. Things go well. But San Francisco is kind of far uh, from uh, from Paris. And it was complicated to have constructive discussions and, and be able to meet regularly. And so we decided in 2016 to actually move that office in New York. And so we moved it in New York very simply. You know, when you're small, you're agile. We were... 30, 40 people by the, by, by the time, so uh, very agile. It would be harder to do it uh, today as we are more than 350. And actually, I'll tell you later, but we are planning to open a new office in 2021. But And then, yeah, we decided to open it in New York. And my co-founder, uh, Olivier, who is the CEO of the company, uh, actually said, okay, I'll move with wife and kids in the U.S. and we will go full blast uh, in the US. And so today, US is over 35% of our revenue, of our recurring revenue. Uh, so it's our biggest market, way in front of the other markets. And then we have our Europe DNA, of course, that remains with the UK, France, Germany, Spain with being the main countries. And we are planning actually to open in Australia and APAC uh, in 2021 to tackle the market there because we don't have a huge presence yet in APAC, but we see a huge traction for us. That's fantastic. Although I imagine the uh, three time zone uh, shuffle will be a whole new experience for you and the Aircall team. Um, maybe let's just bring things a little bit closer to home then, Jonathan. We'd love to hear from you about a really amazing partnership that you built with the French government alongside Salesforce recently. Um, how did this come about and what did it involve? It's exactly what I was saying before is that we thought, okay, how can we help companies? How can we, as a French company, as French citizens, uh, help our country to uh, to go through these difficulties? Really, I I was very worried about our world when this started. I was worried we, we go through a cataclysm. We are not a non-profit company. We are not feeding people, unfortunately. So we thought, okay, how can we help? And we contacted a few pieces of the government, few departments, sorry, of the, the governments, tried to contact non-profit organization offering our help. And actually, some department of government contacted us, say, hey, we want to help citizens that are isolated or a bit senior people that cannot do their grocery themselves or that have a specific questions about anything. We want to build a call center for those people to call. And governments usually work with very old school call center tools that takes months to set up. And so... They actually heard of, about us because we, we're working with a few departments of the government already, but uh, heard of us through the different marketing we did during that period and uh, the few different uh, speech we had. 
and they contacted us. And in less than a day, Salesforce and Airco actually partnered to build a call center of about 150 people uh, that will answer day and night to uh, French citizens that have questions. And that was really probably the thing that I was the most proud of is to feel how we are, we are contributing to help. And I think as an entrepreneur, there is nothing better to feel that what you do helps others to go through difficult times. And so it, it also shows the resilience of companies of being able to, okay, let's put aside business and let's try to see how we can help the others to achieve also their goals. Absolutely. And do you feel that there are other opportunities ahead or any future in this new way of connecting civil amenities and citizens and digital engagement? What, what is sure is that today, more than ever, people will need to talk. People need to communicate. Over the years, we, we, we really thought everything will happen offline. You don't need to, to talk to a human. Chatbots will revolutionize everything. And and it's true, it helps on one side, but on the other side, more than ever, you want to be able to talk to the people, you want to be able to have a system of records with the last interactions you had with the person. More than ever, you want to measure the satisfaction of the people. And I think the best way to do that is through conversations. And if we talk about features, it has been on our roadmap for years now, but we are moving forward with it, is bringing AI into voice. So being able to help customer support departments or sales departments train their sales to get better, monitor the quality of what they say, and, and you know, just going ahead with becoming the best in class into the customer experience. Because this is at the end of the day, what will make a business successful is its ability to satisfy the customer. Those are really inspiring thoughts, Jonathan. Before we let you go today, I would actually love to hear about what or who inspires you at the moment. Is there a business leader that you really aspire to in your work? <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I am so much focused on Aeroco that I, I don't have so much time to, to look at inspiring people. And I know there is tons of them. And unfortunately, in, in the current situation, the only thing that inspires me is uh, our, the team that we have at Airco that has been doing tremendously well during that period. And uh, what inspires me is their ability to uh, to shift from one way to working to another. So I know it's a it's, it sounds very uh, very I don't know the word in English in French you would say demagogist. So say hey everything is great in the world, but I really I really didn't have time to look around, and I think inspiration comes from inside Airco and from what we're doing rather from uh, outside for now. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's been, you know, really fantastic to see all of that hard work from the team translation to your latest funding round. So congrats again to everybody involved there. It's a really great outcome for you. Um, last but not least, Jonathan, if folks are looking to keep up with your work, um, where can they catch up with you? So I have my email. I, I try to answer as much as possible. LinkedIn as well. I try to publish things from time to time. I'm trying to do more and more uh, podcasts because um, a lot of young entrepreneurs try to, to get inspirations and avoid doing mistakes. I love to share my mistakes more than my success, to be honest. So uh, I'll try to share my uh, mistakes more and more 
because I think uh, learning with mistakes is better because you you go deeper uh, when you only do things right. So how to keep up is, hey, contact me, no problem. I'll try to answer as much as possible or listen to the different podcasts I do from time to time where I try to give my perspective on things uh, and how to do things in general. Jonathan Angelo from Aircall, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Jonathan and Catherine. We'll be back next week with another episode of Inside Intercom, where we chat to Daniel Scrivener, CEO and CCO of Flow. Make sure you don't miss it by subscribing now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Inside Intercom.